Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast. Remember the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is episode 500, and appropriately, it is my favorite thing to talk about, which is the letter of intent, how to use the template, and what to do. So if you go to pharmacyresidencypodcast.com, sign up for the email list, uh, you can get uh, the template uh, in your inbox. So again, pharmacyresidencypodcast.com. Uh, just sign up for the email list and I will send you this uh, template. Uh, but I want to walk you through it and tell you all the things that you should and shouldn't be doing. But um, it just kind of pains me uh, that we've moved so far away from uh, writing in our uh, curriculum and all of that stuff because uh, I did get my, my bachelor's degree in English after pharmacy school, which seems a little bit weird. But I felt like there was something missing and I wanted to uh, be an author, writer, whatever. And that did work out, but uh, a big part of the liberal arts is what you actually use in everyday practice. So uh, those types of writing skills, uh, kind of analysis and those types of things uh, really work well with a liberal arts program. So don't be afraid to move away from the biology degree and go ahead and get a degree in something you want, like music or English or what I'm doing now, which is mass comm. All right, well, let's let's get into this. So first thing we want to talk about is the header. Uh, I'm going to actually put the name, the address, the phone number, email. If you really want to, you can put your forecast number in here uh, and things like that. But really critical that you put where you're from because so much about getting a residency is geographic. When you look at the residents at a certain site, you're going to see that they are usually from a certain region. If we're talking about PGY1, if we're talking about PGY2, it's probably a lot more national. Uh, but PGY1 is definitely uh, going to be very area uh, specific. Um, something like uh, University of Illinois, Chicago Medicine, for example, has a bunch from the Chicagoland area and that kind of thing. All right, well, let's get into it. So first thing, you want to put the date. Uh, go ahead and put what day it is that you did it. Uh, you may not want to put that you did this in the last day, like December 31st, 2022. Uh, so we'll just change that to December 11th or something like that. Uh, I put my new RPD, comma, PharmD, BCPS. Make sure you get these uh, honorifics correct uh, and degrees correct. Uh, residency director, Scottsdale Road Hospital Center does not exist. Uh, 1112 East University Drive is actually in Tempe, not Scottsdale, but uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85251. Dear Doctor, my new RPD. Uh, be careful you don't put Dear Doctor, my new RPD, PharmD. Okay, you're, you're saying Doctor, Doctor. Okay, so that's unnecessary. All right, so first thing I want to teach you about writing is thesis. So you're going to write a thesis and you're going to follow it with evidence. Okay, so here's the thesis. Here's the first thing you'll talk about. Second thing you'll talk about, and I put them in yellow. Third thing, fourth thing, fifth thing. You'll actually only do probably three or four. I'm just going to go through all five that are possible. And then a call to action. So you might have heard this, this as a conclusion, but your call to action is for them to interview you. That is the call to action. All right, so let's begin with thesis. In working to build a foundation for resident, oh, this is different than the other one. Uh, I just wanted something new for 2022, and it's my 500th episode, so I just wanted to have something a little bit different. 
Uh, thesis, in working to build a foundation for residency next year, I have developed my one, clinical skills, two, research, three, teaching, four, leadership, and five, service. Pick your strongest three to four. The big thing here is that you match what's going to be important to them. So if it's an academic medical center with a teaching certificate, then clinical skills, research, and teaching are probably the big ones. Uh, leadership and service may be important, uh, but a little bit less so. If you're going to go to a community residency in a uh, difficult socioeconomic area, service may actually be the most important one that you have served uh, in underrepresented areas and that you have done that kind of work. If you're in an HISPAL, leadership is going to probably be your first one, and it'll be followed by clinical, certainly. But to know that, all right, well, you're going to do a two-year leadership residency, does it match with what we have here? And then if you're talking about something like uh, managed care, it might be a different mix of these things. So again, really taking the time to match which ones are your best and which ones they offer. I feel strongly that my experiences match well to your required and elective residency rotations. Now you can indicate those here where you have kind of a, I saw you have a two internal medicine rotation. That's awesome because I want to do internal medicine later. Uh, that's important or that you like that their core rotations are pretty well scripted. That is, you only get two electives and the rest you have to do. Uh, you may like that, but you may also like the opposite, which is where they only have a couple that are required and the rest are elective. So kind of letting them know what you like about them. But the other thing is, is that in sentence two, you tell them, I have looked at your website. I'm not just giving you a generic LOI. You do have to in some way indicate where you're applying. I want to continue this journey in the Scottsdale Road Hospital Center, PGY-1 residency program. Be careful if it is part of a proper noun, then yes, you capitalize it. Uh, if you're just saying PGY-1 residency program, it is not capitalized. In this letter, I hope to further outline my qualifications. My career goal is to become a board certified clinical pharmacist in pharmacotherapy, earning my BCPS. Uh, you don't have to actually put the clinical pharmacist and pharmacotherapy and just put, I want my goal is to become board certified as a BCPS, because you are, that is a board certified pharmacotherapy specialist, or BCACP if it's ambulatory care, or whatever it is, but in some way you want to indicate what it is that you're trying to achieve, because this residency is a step between what you've done, and again, this is the chronological order I talked about in last episode, you're saying, this is what I did as a student. This is what I want to do as a resident. This is what I would like in the future. So in one paragraph, you have gone through the entire history. Now, this is the most important thing. You are now transitioning to evidence. Okay? You are not transitioning to flattery. A lot of times I see that People are thrilled to apply. They're honored to apply. They're hashtag blessed to apply. Okay, you're just applying. And now you're going to show why you match. Okay, so think of this as a detective going in and giving you the evidence or an attorney in a courtroom. This is my evidence why I match to you. I have 
completed clinical rotations in. And then you're going to talk about yours. And then I think I believe I match well with your required rotations in. And I should put dot, dot, dot there because you're going to be very specific that you did, maybe it works out that you did ID and when you're at the site, you're actually going to do antimicrobial stewardship. It's a little bit different. But what you have said is not only have I done these rotations, I looked at your website and I know what you have to offer and that's what I want. So it's very good. In addition to the evidence, you want to indicate a patient experience. One patient experience that I felt was particularly telling when I, what did you do in ID that makes you, you know, well qualified in it? Did you do, uh, how many patients did you have on the floor? Uh, what shows that you are an expert? Okay. I know the rotations your residency offers will help me build my, on that experience in the, so if you have done ID or even better, you didn't have ID available, but in another rotation, you were able to build ID experience and put that in there. One thing that is rare and a real opportunity is to actually talk about your weaknesses. So earlier in my clinical experience, I struggled with making recommendations to physicians. As I built my confidence in speaking with medical residents, learning the way that they wish to be talked to, the way that we have this conversation, I've built that experience. Uh, that makes you very human and a very likable person. Okay, so, but I was able to leverage that experience by, and I'm especially interested in your elective experiences in and so now you mentioned that, oh, wow, well, you've got cardiology uh, that I really want to do, those types of things to become more knowledgeable about, and further my experience in. Okay, so again, what you're doing is you're saying, this is what you have, this is what I want. So I'm going to have to move a little bit of this out of here just to make sure it fits. Easiest thing to do is get rid of an adverb. <laughs> so I got rid of especially. So I just said I'm interested in your elective experiences. Okay, number two, I worked with Dr. Blank on a project regarding. So what's important is that your letter match. So when you wrote your thesis, you put clinical skills first. That means your first paragraph is on clinical skills. Your second paragraph here was research. That should match to number two. Number three is teaching. Number three is teaching. I can't tell you how many times you don't do this or I see that people don't do this and it becomes very hard to follow along. And when it becomes hard to follow along, they feel that you are not a good communicator when all you have to do is put it in the same order. Okay. So I worked with Dr. Such and Such on a project regarding such and such that I presented at the ASHP national meeting. Doesn't matter that you sat there, stood there for an hour, talked to three people. The top box is to present at the ASHP national meeting or really get a publication out of it. Um, but again, peer-reviewed publications, those are tough. Uh, and if you don't get one, that's fine. But make sure that if you can, uh, you present at the ASHP national meeting. This year-long project showed, okay, what did it show? 
and I believe it will impact practice. How will it impact practice? So it's not just I checked a box on the rubric that I actually was very involved in this project and I think it's going to be really important because of something. My own research includes a focus on, so why, why did you do this? Why did you take all this time to work with this person? And I have presented this, and you're probably going to present it at local conferences as well, uh, which you would want to mention. I feel confident in my ability to conduct and present research in a residency project and look forward to engaging in one in the next year. What you've done now is said, okay, I've got clinical rotations in areas that are required for your residency or good match. I've done research and I can do the project. It's not gonna be the first time I ever did this. Uh, I've done IRB, I've done those types of things. Uh, so you're again, building this case that, yeah, this person's, this person's ready for residency. All right, let's keep it going. Evidence three, now we're on to teaching. Again, number three is teaching. So evidence three is teaching. I began by mentoring my classmates and tutoring undergraduate courses in. So you may have done this formally or informally, working in study groups and so forth, but do mention it in some way or another. In my Appy experience, I was able to stand in front of the classroom in. So the Appy experience I have here uh, where I work in college, uh, the students are face-to-face -face, uh, either four days a week or five days a week in front of the classroom, talking to students, figuring out what they're struggling with. And the nice thing about the rotation here is because we're talking about undergraduate classes, the student is competent in the areas of chemistry or anatomy or pharmacology and can work on their teaching skills. So the problem you have when you do a rotation, academic rotation, and you've got a really difficult subject is that you're struggling with the subject and don't have mastery of it. So you're so busy working on the facts about it, you, you can't actually work on, okay, how do I approach a student? How do I speak in front of the rostrum? How do I make sure that I'm engaging the student, asking questions? Uh, what questions do you have rather than saying, are there any questions? And those types of things. Uh, so. Uh, in front of the classroom and class building course materials, engaging with students and learning how they learned. And what you want to do is maybe take a single student, maybe tell a story about them if you like. Uh, while I only had five weeks teaching, I was able to build a teaching philosophy. Again, that's something they're going to ask you if you're going to one of those uh, places that have maybe a teaching certificate program. What's your teaching philosophy? And that actually is a page long document. Uh, that I feel will help me mentor fourth-year pharmacy students in your teaching certificate program. Uh, I hope to continue impacting students with your relationship with blank College of Pharmacy. That's in there because you want to make clear you have read their website, that you are not making this a generic letter, and that you're saying, all right, well, you've got a relationship with the University of, you know, we'll just say Arizona State College of Pharmacy because it doesn't exist. Uh, but, you know, it could have been the University of Arizona, it could have been Midwestern, but you want to make clear that again you are very specific about their site what i see a lot is in the top they'll leave a couple boxes i implying to blank and i met blank and then at the end i really want to be at blank okay what you want is at least one acknowledgement every other paragraph maybe even every paragraph 
that this is not a generic letter, but a heartfelt letter to a specific site. Okay. All right, number four, uh, teaching or leadership. This may not be your fourth. It just needs to agree in order with what you've put in your thesis. Uh, usually there's some kind of progression. So early in pharmacy school, I joined several organizations. However, my second year, I grew into a leadership role as vice president of Pi Delta Chi, Kappa Psi, LKS, uh, whatever, um, you know, and so forth. I'm very focused on and maybe like with APHA, like you've got, okay, diabetes, project diabetes or something like that. I was able to work with my fellow students too. What did you accomplish? I helped a hundred people in the community. I gave a thousand flu shots, whatever it was. I'm not only proud of our collaboration, but the impact and outcomes we had on the patients and community such as, okay, so such as what were those impacts? I hope to have an opportunity as, and then what leadership? So are you going to be chief resident? Uh, are there other leadership opportunities that that site has in your residency? Okay. Evidence five, uh, usually service comes last, but uh, in a community oriented one, for example, in an underrepresented area, you would probably wanna put service first. Uh, I remember volunteering as a resident in I think it was Cedar Rapids where we gave out free medicine, but we had to do the counseling. Uh, we also had to figure out like, because with free medicine, all the medicine is not always there and you've got to figure out how to do this. So uh, to serve my community, I did what? You may want to put here if there's a story behind it. So one of the most, like I was in tears reading this one. There is a story in one letter about someone who helped with a food bank. And food banks actually are a misnomer because food banks will actually send out the food to centers. Uh, they don't actually give food to people. And somebody misunderstood and came there asking for food, drove like an hour and a half or two hours to get there. They said, I'm sorry, food bank, you have to go to your center. And this guy was just pleading, you know, they were starving and so forth. And it was just amazing that, you know, in the United States that this happens. And so the person writing the letter was instrumental in making sure that this person got some food, was sent home with some food and the instructions on, you know, how to do things the next time. So if they, and I think it was that they grew up in a situation where they didn't always have food. Uh, and uh, that was really, really personal, really, really heart-wrenching. And that was something that I might even lead with to say, this is why I'm different. Look, I grew up starving. I went to pharmacy school. Of course, I was busy. I was working, trying to pay off my loans. And I still made time to do this very important thing. Because if you're going into the community and you have that empathy, and you can show that empathy in a story, that is what you want to get across. So my background includes a deep connection to those who are uh, struggling uh, to find food. And I took the opportunity to do what in wanting to serve this group. I know I've grown in empathy and experience and am regularly helping with, and then at your residency site, I hope too, indicating that not only do you know what you've done, but that you know, at the site you're going to uh, also help. 
Uh, then the call to action, sure, you can do a little summary. I believe that my three to four skills you used are foundational for succeeding as a resident. I hope to build further on my experience at the Scottsdale Road Hospital Center. Thank you. You can put this in a bunch of different ways. Thank you for taking the time to read it. But what you don't want to do is fill in space by going, thank you so much for reading my letter. I know that you guys are super busy and I really appreciate it. If you have any questions, you can contact me at TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com. You can call me at 480-555-1212. You can DM me. You know, it becomes this whole long thing because they're trying to add a couple sentences. Like if you've got an online discussion in a class, you're trying to get to 300 words. Uh, So you don't want to put that at the end. What you want to finish with is just a thank you. uh, Very clear uh, explanation. You know, okay, I want to be in this residency uh, and I hope that you know we'll get an interview out of it Um, so uh, don't go crazy with it and then sincerely uh, and then your name so uh, let me actually take the time to put something about the interview in there just to make clear that you should ask for the order as Zig Ziglar says so I just put a couple in here I hope to build further on my experience at the Scottsdale Road Hospital Center. Would love to meet with you to talk more. Or you could do, I would welcome a face-to-face interview, uh, those types of things. Just saying, okay, this is what I want. So let's just do a quick summary of the whole thing. You have created a thesis. You've said that you've developed all these skills. Later, you will put the evidence that you've done that. The reason why these are so important is because you have taken the time to look at the important aspects at that site. You've mentioned the site and you've mentioned what you're going to do in your future and your goals. Uh, You've provided evidence that matches the order of clinical, research, teaching, leadership and service. You don't have to use all of them. Uh, You can do three or four or something like that. And then you've created a call to action that you believe that your experience as a student makes you ready for residency and that residency will make you ready for your career and that the next step would be to meet face to face in an interview something like that you say thank you Uh, if you have a high matching school then i might put the school in here if your school is not doing so well is a little bit lower in the rankings i might uh, avoid putting where you are a PharmD candidate. Oops. Yeah. And so I would actually make sure that you do have a space there um, to, to put some kind of signature. Uh, but again, I just kind of ran out of space because I'm putting a lot of template stuff in there. Uh, but you should do that. So that's a one pager. Uh, you can go one and a half. You can go two pages. I know that the recommendation is one page, uh, but kind of depends. If you're doing PGY2, usually two pages is appropriate because uh, that's a lot fewer applications and a lot more you need to say. And what you're doing is talking a lot more about the actual things you've done in your app, in not your appies, but your residency rotation. So uh, I do have a PGY2 one uh, that I I put up there as well. All right. So you want to work one-on-one with me, residency.teachable.com. You want to just ask me a question, TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com. Can't believe it's been 500 episodes, but uh, just I get such a rush 
uh, and match day because I get to live vicariously through you guys and your victories. Uh, so again, I hope uh, to do that again this year. And uh, I'm going to kind of cut down the number of people I'm going to work with just because uh, it does get a little bit hectic in November and December. But uh, I would love to help you guys out.